The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change the earth. Don't change the yeah, it's great to have your company. Peter Vlahos with you. A temperate Bedshed text machine is there for you. 0487 736 736. Interesting, uh, uh, there is a bit of an alert at the moment. For those people that are listening around the Wanneroo area, uh, the fire conditions have up, been upgraded around Wanneroo and now it's too late to leave uh, as we know, soaring temperatures have smashed records across WA with fires breaking out in multiple locations throughout the Perth metro area and in the regions. And we know that a heat wave warning remains current from today right across the weekend for the metro area and parts of WA's north. So a too late to leave upgrade in Wanneroo. Now... Uh, there has been also a fire in Auburn Grove and reportedly residents have fought fire with garden hoses up there and there's also bushfire advice issued for the Shire of Murray. So there's plenty happening and just check the DFES website on exactly uh, where you may be if you are affected by those fires currently in the Perth metro area and, of course, in the regions as well. Let's just update a bit of sport for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Dan Curtin, a lot has been said about him, picked up uh, by Adelaide Crows at number eight in the national draft on Monday in the first round. Today, he was actually a guest on SENSA's Kimbo and Rich program. And firstly, this is what he said on being drafted by the Crows. Oh, yeah, well, I'm totally stoked to be coming to the city of Adelaide. And, um, yeah, I'm actually really happy they picked me up. And, I mean, they're in a really great position right now and they're on the way up. And hopefully I'm good enough to put my best foot forward and try to sneak a spot in there. Um, but if not, then I'll get back to training hard and just work my way through the year and try to break in where I can. And he also went on to talk about his 2023 year here in Perth, of course, with the Claremont Footy Club. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a huge year and especially coming off only playing three games last year, was really happy just to get through a full year of footy. And, um, yeah, I mean, I had goals that I wanted to achieve at the beginning of the year. And, um, yeah, pretty happy with where I ended up in achieving them also. Just a couple of other sports stories. As we know, the Socceroos have started their World Cup qualifying campaign and defender Harry Souter maintained his goal-scoring form to steer the Socceroos to a hard foot but unconvincing 1-0 World Cup qualifying win over Palestine. Uh, the Socceroos sit uh, top of Group 1 on six points after Suter nodded home in the 18th minute, uh, but only a magnificent save from Matty Ryan, the goalkeeper, just before half-time, stopped an excellent Palestine from equalising. With Bangladesh and Lebanon drawing 1-1 in their earlier match, Australia will resume qualifying in March of next year. Four points clear with four matches to play and the top two teams in the group go through to the next stage. Interesting story also coming out regarding football, where the international career of, in fact, this is a cricket story, of Australian-born transgender cricketer Danielle McGay would appear to be over after the ICC ruled players who have been through male puberty will not be able to compete in international women's cricket. Now, the change in regulations appears to have been prompted by the case of McGay, 
who became the first transgender cricketer to take part in an official international match when she featured in a women's T20 fixture for Canada against Brazil. Now, the Brisbane-born 29-year-old who played great cricket as a man in Melbourne moved to Canada in 2020, having transitioned socially and then medically to a woman, she began playing women's cricket in Canada and was called into the national team in October of 2022. So uh, a ruling handed down there by the International Cricket Council. And McGay's now uh, career, you think, is possibly over. 16 minutes past five. He's joined us now on the line for Mate Fair Dinkum Internet Without the Fuss. Uh, we're talking about Adam Jones. He's the West Australian Football Commission State Talent Manager, and he joins us here on Sports Day WA. Adam, thanks for your time. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me on. Uh, your general consensus on the draft, and of course, we had the rookie draft today. What, 14 players in total coming out of Western Australia? Must be pretty happy with that. Yeah, we're really pleased with the result. 18% of the draft um, is fantastic. And uh, to see those 14 boys now get an opportunity on an AFL list and realise their dreams, um, we're, we're really pleased. What were your expectations going into the draft on Monday? Uh, we, we sort of thought... I was thinking between 10 to 15 was the range, and but I probably... A little bit worried that um, the overall draft numbers might have might have made it a little bit closer to 10. But to, to get it closer to that 15, um, yeah, it was just super pleasing. Many people were sort of giving their opinion pre-draft on uh, the calibre of the da- draft, the quality and the depth. How do you think it compared to previous drafts? No, really, really strong, uh, really competitive compared to uh, some of our last drafts. We, we had, you know, Two boys taken in the top 20 and four in that first round. Um, first round did balloon out to 29 picks, but, um, you know, that sort of similar levels to the last couple of years. And then to get players taken um, at, at most levels throughout the draft meant that, you know, we had some good depth as well. Um, so, yeah, we were really pleased with the level of talent, particularly given, you know, we didn't have the, the strongest performances in the national championships this year. Um, but but our talent was uh, was strong, and, and that showed in the draft today. Can you share maybe some insights into the key attributes that you believe contributed to the success of the drafted players from WA? Uh, there's a number of different areas that clubs are looking at, and you know, particularly when when the eastern states clubs have to have to draft a WA kid uh, and ship them across the country, they're looking for really strong characters, you know, guys that are going to be able to handle a move into state and, and fit into a club environment really well, and particularly guys that, that are strong competitors. Um, the feedback we're getting pre-draft as well is that, you know, some of the midfielders now at AFL level, you need speed and power to be able to compete with the, the top-line midfields like your, your Petrakas and, and Clayton Olivers. So speed, power, a big, a big factor. And then, you know, guys that are footy smart, and can kick the footy uh, really well. Um, they never go out of fashion either. Mm. Did you expect the West Coast Eagles to uh, stay with their number one draft pick? That was all the talk, and there was a lot of talk also about Dan Curtin, who got picked up uh, at number eight, and he's on his way to the Adelaide Crows. Your thoughts on those two individuals that were very much the headlined act going into the draft on Monday? Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, a week leading in when it was clear that West Coast might not have been able to get two top 10 picks if they were to give up that number one pick. 
I think it was clear that, that they were going to take Harley and um, yeah, he looks a, a, a generational type talent with you know, a lot of those attributes that I just mentioned. He's, he's powerful, he's quick, he's footy smart and I think he's got the, the right type of character to handle the pressure um, and expectation that's going to come with that first pick. So, you know, fantastic get for West Coast. Uh, and they, you know, I think uh, Rowan O'Brien was quoted, the, the uh, list manager at West Coast, that they were really disappointed not to be able to trade back in to, to pick up Daniel Curtin. Um, but I feel like Adelaide have got an absolute bargain uh, with him at pick eight. And you know, I certainly feel that if, if Dan was a, a Victorian kid, he would have gone in the in the first couple of couple of uh, picks. I, I feel like you know, there's a little bit of a fear factor of taking that top-end talent uh, when you've got some local boys that you, that you can pick. Um, so, yeah, I certainly feel like Adelaide have got an absolute bargain. Adam, were there any surprises or standout performances, maybe in the draft process, maybe players that exceeded your expectations on where they went? Um, yeah, it's, it's always sort of hard to comment on that. Like, uh, I sort of had nine players from, from WA that, you know, I was pretty confident in going, and they were the, the first nine taken. And then, um, you know, to see guys, other guys like... You know, Reese Tyron get his opportunity um, to Brisbane with the last pick in the draft, and Lawson Humphreys is a mature ager. Yeah, it's fantastic. They're they're two great quality kids, and to see them get a chance is is awesome. And you know, a guy like Odin Jones, uh, who went to Fremantle, who you know that interrupted year with injuries and concussion and um, and a few setbacks with illness, he's a competitive beast. So you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he'll go over the next couple of years as well as the, the rest of the boys that got picked up. They're young boys, there's no question. They're teenagers. So how do you collaborate, if you do, with AFL clubs to ensure there is a pretty much a seamless transition for players moving from state-level competitions primarily to the elite AFL level? Yeah, it's a good good question. And, you know, we speak to all the clubs throughout the year and giving feedback on the character of the boys and, you know, uh, a lot of the questions will revolve around if, if they were to get drafted to that particular club, you know, what's going to be the best set up for them? You know, for some guys, it might be moving in with a host family. They might not be uh, as good in the kitchen or, or as organised, different things like that. So that, that could be a good set up. But, but for other players, um, you know, moving in with, with, with an experienced player so they can learn the professionalism and, uh, you know, dedication and, and drive that's required to succeed we might help fast track a few players as well so you know each player is different and we have discussions pre and post draft with clubs um, to help you know give give the players the best opportunity to settle in in their new club environment a healthy number as you mentioned 14 so i gather the west australian football commission's programs primarily are working uh, where do you think possibly there could be even further scope for improvement and maybe an increase of young footballers getting their opportunity at the next level in years going forward. Yes, I certainly think we're 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 holding our own, but um, compared with the other states. But I feel that uh, with the northern northern academies and and the access that they've got to the you know the best talent um, in in Queensland and New South Wales, and and the resources that the AFL clubs are able to put into those academies that. If we were to rest on our laurels, that that we could get uh, find ourselves falling falling backwards. So, 
it's been a real big focus of ours uh, to, to sort of come up with ways that, that we're able to compete with the level of investment that they're getting and, and the Victorians as well. They've got in their um, under-18s competition full-time uh, coaches for boys and girls. So, you know, one, one thing that we've, we've come up with this, this off-season, you know, we've traditionally had a three-week uh, off-season program, uh, pre-season program for the best kids in the state. We've increased that to 11 weeks um, and we've got full-time coach in Mark Webb coming back from the Western Bulldogs, full-time strength and conditioning staff. And we feel like uh, bringing the best kids in the country, in the state, uh, together for a longer period over pre-season is going to help prepare them um, for the year ahead and, and prepare them to be able to compete at national championships level because there's no doubt... Uh, the Allies uh, have improved out of sight over the last couple of years with the, the access to AFL club resources and facilities that a lot of those boys are getting. Mm. And as we let you go, as you mentioned, uh, the 16s, the 18s, uh, better all-round performances at national championships will only enhance the prospects of the individuals taking part in those teams. You're 100% right, Pete. The, the, the better success we have at national championships often translates into better results at, at the draft. So, yeah, big focus is, is, is improving and, you know, we, we weren't happy with our performances this year and, um, you know, we want to get that to a, a really competitive level um, every year so that, so that we have the best opportunity to get as many of our, our WA kids onto AFL lists as possible. Good on you, Adam. Thanks for joining us, mate. We really appreciate Congratulations to everybody involved in the State uh, Talent uh, Development Program. You are, of course, the manager of that program. 14, a healthy number. And let's hope it grows exponentially in years to come under your auspices. Thanks for your time today. No worries, Pete. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good on you, Adam. Adam Jones, the West Australian Football Commission State Talent Manager, joining us here on Sports Day WA for Mate. Uh, fair dinkum internet without the fuss, and you can score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with a Mate. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, uh, we'll come back. Uh, I see Tom Brady's made the news, and Josh Dacos has been taken to task as well. So I'll tell you what that's all about after the break, and... Not forgetting that Kate Harvey is coming up too. The West Australian Cricket Association uh, General Manager of High Performance, Cam Green, could be playing some Shield cricket after returning to Perth today after being part of the World Cup winning squad there in India. All those details coming your way. So don't go away. Stay where you are. Sports Day WA, thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years.